This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. I can't believe I'm saying this. This episode is brought to you by Lola V, an award-winning hair care line by the one and only Jennifer Aniston. Why did Jennifer Aniston start a hair care company? Because she was tired of choosing between hair products that work and hair products that are actually good for us. But thanks to Lola V, we never have to choose again. No silicones, no sulfates, parabens, or gluten. And of course, it's cruelty-free and vegan. The glossing detangler and perfect conditioner are my personal favorites. Not only do they repair the look of damaged hair, but they also shield it from future harm. The first step to unlocking confidence in your dating life and your daily life is feeling confident about your hair. So unlock Jennifer Aniston approved hair at lolav.com. And as listeners of Seeing Other People, you're getting an exclusive 15% off off of your entire order when you use code Seeing Other People at checkout. That's 15% off your entire order at lolavie.com with promo code Seeing Other People. Please note you can only use one promo code per order and discounts can't be combined. After your purchase, they will ask you where you heard about them. Please, please, please support Seeing Other People and let them know that I sent you. You guys are in for a treat because support for today's episode comes from the best of the best, Jenny Kane. And yes, there is a discount, so keep on listening. You know that feeling when you get a new sweater and it instantly becomes basically another layer of your skin? Like you wear it everywhere for everything all the time. Okay, well, Jenny Kane has become my literal uniform. And if you don't know Jenny Kane, I'm pretty much about to change your life because Jenny Kane's clothes did that to mine. Jenny Kane is a California brand with luxurious staples that will transform your closet. Think minimalist and effortless, but totally refined. They have the coziest cashmere sweaters and iconic accessories that will elevate your everyday basics. I don't know if I wear my cashmere fisherman hoodie or my cropped cashmere cocoon cardigan more. All I know is that I cannot live without either of them. Whether it's a cozy night in with the girls, a dinner date with Jake, or catching a flight to Florida to see my parents, these sweaters are perfect for every single occasion. And I couldn't be happier when I'm wearing them because I'm so comfy. And you guys know me. I always choose comfort over how something looks. But with Jenny Kane, I don't have to choose because I get comfort and I get style. All right. So we have the discount code coming for you. Find your new uniform at JennyKane.com. Seeing other people listeners get 15% off their first order when you use code SOP at checkout. That's 15% off your first order at J-E-N-N-I-K-A-Y-N-E.com. Promo code SOP, S-O-P. Let getting dressed be one less thing to worry about. Hey guys, it's Alana. And Jonah. And welcome back to another episode of Seeing Other Other People. People. Um, Preemptive apologies if you do hear any construction. They yet again have decided to turn my street upside down. Um, I don't know why. The street looked good. They just did it in a couple episodes ago. If you guys remember, there was some construction. It's funny you say that because I was walking outside on my street yesterday and I was on the phone and I had to hang up and my my quiet little street, I live on a very quiet street that like very few people live on. There's mm. never anything happening on my street. My street is now the loudest, largest construction zone in New York City. Yeah. Well, you're high up though. I can't imagine you here. I'm high up and on the other side, so it's fine, but they are... Yeah. I'm over the water and they're building a park on the water under me too. Very sick. So it's sick. just like, it's a lot. It's a lot. I'm There's on a lot two. On. I'm on two. So when they drill into the ground, it sounds like they're drilling into my bedroom, um, mm. which, and by the way, I'm all here for drilling sounds in moderation. Again, everything in life. Everything in moderation. It's a, it's a white noise thing. Some people like rainforest sounds. Some people like white noise. I like the sound of construction and drilling and angry construction workers yelling at each other in some sort of language anyway we're here to talk about something that has plagued our audience and us in our personal lives uh the episode that everyone's wanted their entire lives 
It's all about, about Jonah's hair. Jonah's hair. <laughs> and the process. And we're going to basically take a look at how do I do it. Um, we how took does your question. it get so big? We took your questions. Not that big. Um, it, it gets big. We start off in the tall. shower. It adds, it adds three inches on you. Well, you know what's interesting is that I actually ran into a friend. Shout out Anna Singh. Um, love listener a of our show. Jonah loves a shout out. That's, that's a piece of feedback I recently got from someone. Is that Jonah loves a shout out. Yeah, I do. Because you got to give credit where credit is due. You got to give credit where credit is due. Anna, um, Anna Singh, uh, texted asking, asking my friend if I was six. I've known her since I was born. Um, she was like, is Jonah six feet? Because I guess on some, ep- some episode, you said that. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And so there's like this rumor that I'm six feet, maybe six two, because I joked back to you. And I think the answer is that I'm not going to, we're never going to tell you how tall I am, but that I'm not six feet. There is an episode somewhere where I ask you how tall it says you are on your dating app. And yeah. I realized that you lied no, about your height. Didn't, yes. didn't lie about my height. Yeah. Nope. I caught you in the act. I caught mm-hmm. you in the act. You need, yep. you don't need evidence for that because uh, I will find that evidence. I will find maybe it, it was maybe it was because when we were doing the movie, I had to like do it literally so I could yeah, use it. Yeah, yeah. Hello, everybody. It's that time to talk about our amazing sponsor. Legit, amazing, great product, great family, great friends. Uh, Mindset Wellness CBD gummies. Uh, today, I'm actually I, I used to plug the rest ones. Love those. Still take them every night. But I want to give a quick shout out to the Focus gummies. These guys are amazing. Um, they help you focus. They kind of CBD you out. Uh, you know, I got to edit podcasts. We got to do Google Docs. We got to write scripts. And there's a lot of distractions out there. Who's is she going to text me back? You know, who's on my IG feed? I recently deleted Instagram. To take a break from it. And that helped a lot. Focus more. Um, but this seriously helps with that. It helps get your mind into the right headspace. Um Mindset Wellness CBD gummies from MindsetWellnessCBD.com. We, of course, got you guys a code. Seeing other people for 10% off. These things are great. Uh, I hope you guys enjoy them as much as we do. And we appreciate them sponsoring our show. Uh, and also, it's convenient because we get free gummies because they we, we eat them all the time. Anyway, go check them out. Back to the episode. Uh, we're here to talk about okay. texting. Texting 101, the etiquette of texting, the rules of texting, the, the do's, the don'ts. What works? What doesn't work? Can you can you be a bad texter but a good boyfriend or girlfriend? Can you be a good communicator but a bad texter? These are all the questions that we wonder in life, and that need These to be are, this answered. This is what keeps us up at night. Yeah, like I I'm I don't sleep. I stare at the ceiling. Yeah, except for when I you know take my mindset wellness CBD rest gummies, of course, because that helps Obviously. me sleep. But otherwise, I'm just staring at the ceiling, wondering like, okay, right. if 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 it was a text back after an hour as opposed to before an hour are they over me but seriously like this is our, our mind some people makes wonder up, about world peace we wonder, we wonder whether they're going to respond or not yeah that's and that's okay that's, everything in moderation yeah. everything in moderation <laughs> just be your authentic self look at the if you're if it makes as you like to say a lot if it makes you happy do it um yeah. and that's what that's what we're gonna do so let's get into the texting conversation let's start with one big thesis question um uh, a quote, right? They're not a bad texter. They're just not into you. Your response, Alana. Uh, oh my god! I feel like I could spend the entire episode talking about this one concept. I okay. I disagree. <laughs> part of, <laughs> part of me agrees. 
because I believe that if somebody is interested and wants to talk to you, they will make time to talk to you. However, I Let's have had replace a- the word talk with text, please, because it's, it's different. Yeah. If somebody is interested in you, they will make time to text you. However, I've also been in experiences where they are interested. They are potentially like I've, I had an ex who we were in a serious relationship and his work was just so busy that sometimes I wouldn't hear from him at all until like 9 p.m. And then I'd get a text like, I'm so sorry. Today's been crazy. Like, I haven't forgotten about you. And I was like, OK, like, that's all I needed to hear. However, yeah. there are also times where if if someone isn't texting you, then that's just because they're not thinking like they aren't thinking about you or they don't want to talk to you. So I do think that it, it it could be both. I think like with everything, it's situational, but that doesn't help us come to a conclusion about it. What do you think? I think it's a very, very complicated situation because one, like dating, texting didn't come with a rule book in terms of etiquette. You know, at this point, we have etiquette for when you sit down at a table, you know, you chew with your mouth closed, hopefully, put your napkin on your lap. There's been rules that we've developed as human beings for when you eat something. Texting is so new in the scheme of the cosmic calendar. Wow. Ooh, Jonah, when did you start texting? I'm going to answer my train of thought for it, then I'll get back to you. I like to stay on topic. Um, And so we don't really have those rules yet. Um, So everything we say and do right now in this episode and discuss isn't right or wrong and no one is right or wrong. Even if you're listening, you're saying, no, if you like someone, you have to respond. That's your opinion. And that's there. There is nothing in grounded in science that says that because ultimately my my view on texting is that it's not real. It is just a bunch of zeros and ones. Yes, you can feel something through it. Yes, it helps for making plans. But at the end of the day, to assume that someone has to respond to a text isn't necessary. So to go off of that, I believe that you can be a great communicator, but a bad texter. I also believe that being a good texter doesn't mean you're always texting. I consider myself an amazing texter when it comes to quick little funny jokes, solid communication, really clear and articulate thought and process. But as you know, Alana, I don't respond very quickly unless it warrants a quick response. And I don't feel the need to respond quickly because it's very stressful to be glued to your phone. And I actually sometimes really feel I empathize for people who feel like they have to respond right away or who take texting so seriously. I'm like, how are you happy if you're constantly getting this heart racing feeling that you must respond to somebody? That's ridiculous. Um, Is that something that you resonate with at all or what, you know, what? Yeah, no, I mean, I do feel like I, and I've, I've had, I've gone in a few different directions with my texting habits lately where I used to be the person that any guy I was talking to, all of my friends, my family, everyone would know that I would respond immediately. I would always be on my phone. I would always be texting everyone. And then I think sometime like in the pandemic, like I think it was like November or December, I was like, you know what? Like I'm just over this. Like I can't, I can't keep doing this. I don't, I don't care. Not, not that I don't care, but like I don't have the energy to keep up with it. And mm-hmm. so I started becoming a bad texter. Like I actively decided that I was going to be a bad texter. That's not being a bad texter though. That's what I'm trying to say. You weren't, you're allowed. That's uh, you're, you're being too hard on yourself. You're not a bad texter. You're just not responding instantly. But right. I, I 
actively decided that I was going to look at my phone less, respond to texts way less frequently. Great. And Love but that, that was really shocking to my friends and to different people I was talking to because they thought I was either upset with them or lost interest or didn't care. And that's not true. I was just like kind of prioritizing myself a little more. But let's let's take it to this example where I recently started seeing someone and we talked we've talked about at the beginning of it he's like yeah like you would take forever to respond to my text like it was making me anxious i really thought you like weren't interested and i was like i'm so sorry that i made you feel mm-hmm. that way because that's my biggest fear and that's the feeling that i hate the most is not like oh like is it's not like is the date going to go well it's like am i going to hear from them after the date are they going to text me are they going to follow up and make me feel reassured And that's the biggest thing for me. So that's like when I heard that I was making this guy that I was interested in feel that way, I felt like an asshole. And I'm like, I, I'm so sorry. (laughs) Like, that's not what I would ever want to make anyone feel. And I, that's really nice of you. And I understand, I think this is again, coming to the issues. And I think Jared Free did a good job of this. If only we lived in a world where the set, like the dream path here is that textual, textual chemistry is important. Yes. A digital relationship can make or break it if you have not the same texting pattern. Bad and good example. I'm the type of person who texts one or two, one to five words, then I hit the return button. I also text all lowercase to come off less threatening. And then the next thing that gets sent is another one to five character um, uh, example. I don't send paragraphs. I don't send grammatically correct shit. I don't care if it's a quadruple text. But quadruple you send like 12 texts in a row but this is the context i think it's important to create so when you're in you know when you go to uh an italian restaurant you might order pizza when you go to jg melon you might get a burger so like you're going to different worlds and people's texting worlds the issue is that we don't disclose the rules so if i'm starting to text somebody i'll take this little you know thing i'm doing with my future wife that we all know about in the canon i we were very upfront at first there's probably going to be spans of time where the responses will be minimal to nothing, but then there'll be lots of it because, Hey, I'm a lot better at texting when I'm at my computer, when I have iMessage open or when I like get in the flow of things, I don't really, I never really text from my phone. And if I do, I talk to Siri. Um, and it literally has nothing to do with us. And I've told this and it, it can look like we're never going to speak again. It's not going to be the case. If I ever have a problem with you or vice versa, I will clearly articulate that. And I think this you goes even, back- You even say that to me. Sorry to interrupt you, but you say yeah. that to me. Or yeah. I'll be like, are you mad at me? Like, did I do something wrong? Are you upset? And you're like, Anna, if I was mad at you, first of all, I wouldn't be mad at you, but I would tell you if there was something wrong. In a, in a perfect world, this is how we all operate. It, it's like, if something's... Because if you're a good communicator and you're, if you're in touch with your emotions and know how to operate around other people, the way that you tell someone that you're mad at them isn't by not responding to their text. That's some fucking childish shit. Like right. if that's what your way and that's why I, I, I hate this thinking that if you're not getting a response from someone for you to think, oh, they must be mad at me is that's so deeply disturbing. <laughs> and I understand why it exists, but we need to eliminate that. And yeah. especially nowadays where texting has become transcendent of a digital thing, it's texting is for making plans and funny pictures, I guess. That is what I believe texting is for. Um, but that's you. Yes, 100%. This is all just me. This is not like, I'm not telling anyone how to live their texting life. I'm just saying that you don't want to overthink it. And I do understand the true value in early texting communication, 
as a way to be flirtatious. Um, even though, funny enough, you can never tell someone's tone over text, uh, which is equally as dangerous. So I guess my question to you, Alana, is, and, and I don't mean to get this wrong if I am wrong, early on, you're big on you're big on texting in your romantic life. You're you're big on like you are. And yes. It, would you say that you are self-aware of the fact that you put a lot of weight on the whole texting thing? Or yes. okay. I'm very aware. And do you think that's healthy and okay? No, it's not. It's definitely not because okay. look, there have been people that I've talked to and it's not healthy for a lot of reasons. Like a, there have been people that I've talked to before we've met, we've gone, we've texted for a month or like even a week or a month or a few months a la pandemic um, before meeting mm. up. And you, first of all, if it's going well, if the texting banter is going well, you build up such high expectations for what you think they're going to be like and for what you think your chemistry is going to be like in person. And I've been like, okay, I'm literally going to marry this guy that I'm texting. He is the one. And then we meet mm -hmm. up in person and I'm like, no, this is not happening. We have nothing mm -hmm. in common. Uh, we do not get along. We're not compatible. We're not even going on a second date. So there's that situation that we run into, or there's a situation that's the opposite of that, where you could match with someone on an app or get set up with someone, whatever, and you're texting for a bit and like, you just think they're not really interested because they're not really texting. And so then you're like, I don't even know if they actually even want to go on this date because it's, it, it, we talked about it on Monday. We planned the date on Monday and it's Thursday. I still haven't heard from them. The date's on Friday. Are they ghosting me? Is this date even happening? And it's like, yeah, it's happening. They just, they planned the date. They didn't, they, you guys don't know each other. You don't have to communicate constantly and they'll see you on the date or they'll, I'm sure they'll check in or one of you will, confirm it the day of but we just create such stories in our heads about what someone is or isn't like based off of how we text and that ha has no merit to it like there's no truth to these things that we're hypothesizing because everyone is different and because we don't know these things about someone yet uh completely agree and that all being said if perhaps it might be useful for our audience and for our listeners that while texting, you really shouldn't put that much in it. We do understand the true value in its form of flirtation. And, mm -hmm. you know, how can you be a better texter? I, I think it'd be productive for us to just run through some of the best do's and don'ts. And I'll, yeah. I can go first if you want. Well, I want to I table that for a second because I think okay. there's a larger conversation here. Sure. Um, that we haven't really talked about is like after you go on a date or once you already have met the person in real life, you know... Yes. Like you got along on the date. The date was great. Okay. You're not going to see them for another week or you don't even know you haven't talked about a second date plan. And so it's the day after and you're waiting to hear from them. And it's like, Oh my God, it's 12 o'clock. I haven't heard from them. Maybe they didn't have a good time is what we start to think about in our heads. At least my friends and I, I can mm. speak for. Mm. And I think that's the hardest. That's literally the hardest part about dating. In my opinion is the not knowing how something went because of what's going on over text. And I think we often end up putting too, way too much weight, like more weight on what happens over text after the date than how the date itself actually went. And I think that's what's scary is because we make all these assumptions and we decide, oh, well, like they texted me the next morning. So like, 
yeah, they're into it. Like, great. Like I can calm down now, but that might not mean they actually want to see you again, or they didn't text me. So they're over it. Like I'm going to be alone forever again. It's, it's this whole thing where we just don't know because we're not actually communicating enough and making meaningful communication. I agree. You guys know that I struggle with confidence. I'm always my biggest critic. And when I notice something about myself that I don't like, I can't stop fixating on it. I'm working on all of this, but it can be hard. A year ago, I noticed that my hair was thinning and I was finding more and more strands of hair on the floor every time I would walk around my apartment. When I would look down in the shower, I would freak out at what I saw in the drain. That's when I opened up to my best friend who happens to be a doctor. And she said two things that changed my life. The first was that she knows so many women our age going through the same thing. The second is that she told me to try Nutrafol. And so I did. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth supplement with over 1 million people seeing thicker, stronger, faster growing hair with less shedding. A year later and a month before my wedding, and I cannot believe the number of people who have been complimenting how long, strong, and healthy my hair looks. I never imagined that this would happen. And naturally, as a result, my confidence has transformed. I'm no longer self-conscious when it comes to my hair. And honestly, that is a huge, huge, huge personal win for me. And you guys know I'm hilariously bad at sticking with habits and taking something every day or doing something every day. But with Nutrafol, building a hair growth routine is simple. Purchase online with no prescription required. Free shipping and automated deliveries ensure that you'll never miss a day. You'll see results in three to six months. And trust me, it is worth the wait. You can start so easily by taking their hair wellness quiz on Nutrafol.com for a personalized hair health plan based on your specific root causes. Take the first step to visibly thicker, healthier hair. For a limited time, Nutrafol is offering the Seeing Other People family $10 off your first month subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com and enter the promo code Seeing Other People. Find out why over 4,500 healthcare professionals and hairstylists recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. Nutrafol.com spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com promo code Seeing Other People. That's Nutrafol.com promo code Seeing Other People. Shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode and providing us with samples. When I first started seeing other people, some of my closest friends and family could not believe it. Not because they didn't think I was capable of being a podcast host, but because I usually can't get through a sentence without sniffling. And during allergy season, forget about it. My seasonal allergies are debilitating and my sinus congestion and pressure has always left me feeling so sick. But luckily, for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin Clear with Claritin D. Designed for serious allergy sufferers, Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so you can breathe better. This double-action combination of prescription-strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy nose and throat, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. Claritin D has truly transformed my life. Not only can I breathe better and sleep better since taking Claritin D, but I also can get through the day so much smoother. I used to have to cancel plans because of how bad my allergies were. I'd go through a tissue box a week, sometimes more, and my eyes were always watery. But Claritin D's fast symptom relief starts working on allergies with nasal congestion in as little as 30 minutes, and it tackles nasal congestion caused by allergies or a cold and also relieves sinus congestion and pressure due to allergies. It's truly the greatest thing I've ever come across and I am so grateful that I found it and started using it. Are you ready to live life as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. Brave the uncomfortable. 
Those are the words engraved on my bracelet that have gotten me through some of the most anxiety-inducing moments over the last few years. And that's why I could not be more excited to encourage you all to get a Presently bracelet of your own with a phrase that resonates with you. Presently is a line of mindfulness bracelets engraved with words inspired by cognitive behavioral therapy. The brand was started by two sisters, Lindsay and Emily, who have obsessive-compulsive disorder, aka OCD, and anxiety. They realized that when stuck in an anxiety spiral, it's hard to put into practice the tools that they learned in therapy sessions. They looked and looked for bracelets that could serve as reminders to interrupt that spiral, but they couldn't find anything besides the cheesy good vibes only and no bad days types of messaging. They started Presently to bring more authenticity to self-help anxiety management. And as someone who has had a Presently bracelet for three years, I mean it when I say it really makes a difference. So whether you need encouragement to make it onto that date that you've been anxious about, a calming mantra to get you through a big day at work, or simply a reminder that you're not alone, Presently has your back. Their bracelets are so beautiful and elevated, and they also make amazing gifts. And I know because I have gifted a few over the years, and my friends were so excited to get one and have worn them ever since. There are six phrases to choose from. And if you're indecisive, there's a quiz that you can take to help you choose the perfect reminder for your anxiety. Plus, 5% of each bracelet is donated to your choice of four mental health nonprofits. I wholeheartedly love and support Presently, and I know that your Presently bracelet will bring you as much comfort as mine has brought me. So head to presentlybracelets.com. That's P-R-E-S-E-N-T-L-Y bracelets.com for 10% off your order using code seeing other people. So what do we do about that? Oh, well, I think we do the do. I think we should. It, no, this, okay. uh, this is the do's and don'ts of text. Okay. This is okay. what I was trying to okay. lead us well, I needed to. to. I needed to get that out. Clearly there, you had to get me, that off your chest. Yeah. No, that I'm like stressed thinking about it because I, I've cried. Like I have been. Yeah. I've canceled plans, stayed in my room and cried because I thought a date went well and then I didn't hear from them. And then finally at like six o'clock, maybe they texted me and like that pain, it sounds so stupid, but I mean, I'm, I can only imagine that I'm not alone in that, like that stress and that anxiety is fucking terrible. For sure. And I don't mean to call you out on our show, even though everyone now knows I love to call you out on our show. Call me out. Well, it's just like, you re- you know you've done it to people and you've done it to me you when we were when we were doing whatever we were doing and we were texting every day a lot of great texting banter and then one day you weren't responding in the same time period and you were taking longer to respond and you were then went a long time without responding to me mm-hmm. and didn't text me back and of course now in my head from what you just described my head was racing because I'm like, yeah. Alana's not responding to me. She must not like me anymore. This is back when I used to think that the way someone texted is reflective of that. Although in this case, because neither one of us were trained communicators, um, it did. It was. I was correct. And eventually, after a 12-hour dip in our texting, you did hit me with the big gray lawn text um, that, that was the breakup text. So, you know, just to just to hopefully maybe bring that to your attention. Um, no, I mean, yeah, I'm not saying I'm perfect. Like, I'm, I know I've done it to people. It's not intentional. I think sometimes I'm, I'm sure I was just sitting there like deciding what to do because I was conflicted about. Totally fair. With us. And maybe that is the answer. Maybe that is the reason why we can't fault someone for not having that instant ability to communicate something because it's a matter of they're trying to figure it out. But I want to get into the do's and don'ts of texting. I want to talk about the practical things our audience can do that if they consider themselves just a quote unquote bad texter, what they can do to to lighten it up. And I think I'm going to go through some practical tips that I believe as full context, this is only applies to me. 
If you take anything tips wise from this that you think is going to be helpful, great. But no reason to think that this is applies to every guy or girl out there. And also, if you if you're listening to this, shoot us a DM, shoot us an email with what you do. If if you consider yourself or if someone would consider you a bad texter, let us know what you've done to try and improve on that so that we can share it with everyone. Yes. So number one, um, personally, I don't like long texts. Nothing needs to be long. Um, it needs to be brief. It needs to be um, light. And like, you know, basically, like, I think a lot of the criticisms that I've seen some people in the DM say is I ask people a lot of questions and like guys will only answer one question out of like a thread of questions. And it's like, well, it's tough to keep track of how many things people are asking you to answer. And I've seen it where, you know, those things where basically you're having a really excited conversation with someone, but the texting isn't really instant. So there's like a buildup of like bubbles and things you have to go and answer. And it's kind of like this. Okay, this one. Okay. It's like you're signing autographs is kind of like what it feels like, like signing headshots. Um, so I would avoid long paragraphs and I would avoid lots of questions within the relative scape of what's on the screen. Um, I also don't think grammar matters. I would try not to keep it too much about you. Like people saying, I, 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 me, me, me. Like I think texting is like if you're trying to have flirtatious texting. It's about engaging in a conversation and uh, being fun and like just chill, creating a vibe in the text thread with each other. Um, I would introduce gifts. I would introduce. I would introduce ironic, self-aware use of emojis. Don't be creepy with them. Mm-hmm. Use the emojis sparingly, but they are fun to yeah. use to help create a vibe. Um, and I think mirroring as a general concept in life when you're on a date. Also in text, adapt to the way that you're, your person's texting. Don't go all the way, but, you know, if they're the kind of person who's texting, um, you know, uh, gifts, toss them a gift back. Yeah. Uh, the issue that, again, that I run into sometimes is a lot of people aren't necessarily ready or equipped to handle my method of texting. Because if you believe that you can't double text somebody, then don't even, don't even fuck with, don't even start. Yeah. Well, okay. Question for you with, with the mirroring yeah. thing. So yeah. that's in terms of like actual what's going on in the text themselves. What about the timing between texts? If someone waits five minutes to respond, do you also respond within five minutes if you see it? Or if someone waits over an hour or sometimes like you <clears> might not get a text back for three hours, then I, I, I know like I've had things sent around in group chats like, well, he didn't respond for three hours. Now I'm going to wait for four hours. Like, is that a type of mirroring you should do? Or if they wait for three hours, you, then you see the text. Yeah. Just respond to it. Like, what do you think works in that situation? Great question. I'm curious your response as well. My answer to you is that it doesn't fucking matter. That if you're available to respond in the second that they type, then you should. If you're mm-hmm. unavailable for the next five hours, don't sweat it. If right. you wait three days, let's just say two days, and you haven't responded yet, um, it means two things. One, they're not important to you enough to the extent that like you forgot to respond. Or two, if you've been busy, just I think as a courtesy after a day mark, be like, hey, I've been super busy. I'm, I'm going to respond to this like when I can. But you should feel no pressure to. Um, but response time, if you're thinking, I just got to get this out of the way too. If you're listening, and you're like, okay, this person responded um, three hours later. So I'm going to make them wait five hours. If that's what you're thinking, you're doomed. Yeah. Hot take. No, I agree with that. What's your if response? What's your you response to, time stuff? Yeah. If you're at the point where you're overthinking everything like that, 
you're so anxious about the texting situation. I do think that it's not the right person. It's not the right situation for you. And uh, that comes from me having gone through that experience so many times. And I just don't think it needs to be that difficult. It shouldn't be that difficult. If you're hitting it off with someone and you're both getting along, then Mm -hmm. you're both likely communicating with each other openly. And there isn't that constant stress. There isn't the need to feel like you have to play a game or like, or make them wait. I think if, if it's the right situation, you're not going to be overthinking these things. I completely agree. That comes from me being in so many wrong situations and, and in the moment it's like, but I want it to work. Like I want it. Maybe if I play the game, like it'll make them want me more. Like it, it shouldn't be that way. It really shouldn't. The, yeah, and off that, like maybe back in the day, because I think the language, the linguistics of texting has come so far because there's now other modes of communicating digitally. The value of texts has gone slightly down, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like back in the day, people would say "What's up?" over text. <laughs> now you can text audio files. You can share your location. There's so much. There's t- there's like just new ways to communicate. Um, so the value of like a text is in constant fluctuation. If you're thinking, I'm not going to respond to this person for a couple hours because, um, you know, that's going to make them uh, like me more, you're wrong. Maybe five years ago, I would have been like, oh, she's not texting me. That's kind of hot. But now I'll just just forget and not care and actually think you're a poor communicator. And if you ask someone a question or if you have someone that's like, can you... It's not cool to ignore a text. It's not a sign. It's it's so whack. I don't know. But it is a very complicated nuance. Yes, it is. And and here's the thing is if if you're if you are interested in someone, but you know, you're busy, you have a lot going on with work, you're away with your family, you're whatever the hell is going on in your life. If you know that you're not going to be able to talk to them that often, but you are interested, it is so simple. There are so many little easy things that you can do that take 10 seconds that will soothe their brain and make them feel comfortable and make them feel okay about it. Can you be specific about what those things are? Absolutely. A, it takes three seconds to send a good morning text. That goes a Mm -hmm. long way, especially for girls. Same thing with the good Do girls not think a good morning text is creepy? I I think, we'll ask, but I, I think most girls think, I mean... Before you've met them, it's probably creepy. But like after a date, like if you're if it's going well, you know, I think that that's a really sweet thing. Another thing you can do is just say, like, Hmm. how's your day? Or like thinking of you, I have a really busy day, won't be able to text much, but I will update you when I can. Or like work is crazy today, but I'll talk to you later. Hmm. Um, Hope like won't be able to talk for a while, but have a great, like have a great day and we'll catch up later. Little things, just like one sentence. It takes no time. All it takes is, is a little bit of thought. And it really, really, really goes a long way. I think I'd be creeped out if someone said to me, good morning. That might be a personal problem. Yeah. I don't need a good morning text. I think it's great. It's like, Oh, like I just woke up. I'm thinking of you. But there's, but okay, but we got to give the audience here, like, that's not after like your first date with someone. No. That's like after like, a third or fourth date, you can text them saying good morning. I get maybe. Depends. Alana, depends I've been on text threads with people where like, literally like girlfriends of mine be like, he said like good morning with a weird emoji. 
And I'm like, that looks fucking creepy. That does look creepy. I guess it depends how things are going. Okay, don't say good morning, but whatever. But it takes 10 seconds to let someone know that you are going to be busy, but that you'll respond to them later. Yeah, I agree with that. And yeah, I, I, it, here's a question. Is a thumbs up or a heart a response? Oh my God, I, the thumbs up. Nothing irks me more than a thumbs up. If I get a thumbs up on a text, I'm like, oh my God, this person hates my guts. Right. <laughs> like to me, a thumbs Why? up is like a fuck you. Because it's like, what does that mean? Thumbs up. Like, What does it mean? Is it just like, like sarcastic, like mm, thumbs up? I think or it like, means acknowledge. It's, it's supposed to be a like. It's supposed to like be mm. worth a like, but it's not. And I think hearts are great. I think emphasizing something is like, is great. But thumbs ups, I, I think it's, it's a personal thing. Everyone's different. I am not a fan. Yeah, I don't like a thumbs up, but I do think it's different to everybody again because there's no rule book. There's no common vocabulary that we like everyone invents their own meaning behind these words and these techniques. Um, I agree with you, but like that's why thumbs up is effective in acknowledging a text. And unless you are like me or us or people in the film business, there's a word we use called copy. Copy is I've received the information and there's no attitude behind it because, you know, if someone Mm -hmm. types okay to you, I'll be like, fuck you. Okay. Yeah. Don't okay me. Also, yeah. d- don't sure me. Don't tell me sure. Because yeah. I know they don't think that sure means like if you're from like anywhere else in the world, I'm sure sure is like sure. But when I see sure, I'm like, sure? You're fucking suring me? Oh, sure. No. <laughs> but so I use a word called copy, which is like no emotion. Hey, I'm just confirming today. Copy. Cool. Can yeah. you send me this? Copy. Can you do or this I'll, for me? Yeah. Sometimes I'll do like that. I'll do either copy or the eyes emoji. Just be like, I see this. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. But like there are certain words that are like, I actually recently banned the word, unfortunately, from my dictionary. I told people they can no longer say the word, unfortunately, to me. It's a useless mm-hmm. word. You actually, told I told that to you. I told that to you. Yeah. Um, uh, and my sister, shout out Janie. Um, she shout is out. one of those texters who's like, very diligent in her texting where she but like it's she asked a lot of questions and i'm like i it, you have to assume with me you're gonna only have me for 30 seconds of energy so if you just be specific in what we yeah. need well it's so funny you say that because i i feel like there are all these memes around that are like if you ask a guy three questions he only has the mental capacity to answer one i saw that and that's what we were talking about earlier in this episode i was like you ask a lot of questions, it's going to be hard to answer because in your mind, you ask three questions on the receiving end. Maybe you didn't <laughs> like, you know, right. maybe it came out as one question or I don't know how to respond to all that. You know, it's like, mm-hmm. so yeah, but those are, those are my, those are my thoughts on, on questions. Um, I'm seeing in our little outline here, we have no texting between dates. What does it mean? Um, I believe that no texting in between dates is a bad sign. What do you think? I have to cough. Hold on. <laughs> go cough. Well, I'll give my answer. I'll just elongate then while Alan's coughing. Uh, no texting. Okay, go. What, what do you think about no texting between dates? Well, here's my thought is if, if it's no texting between dates, like, and I assume no is not like zero. I assume it like you text at least to plan the next date. And uh, that's an assumption that I assume zero from that. But how would you even get to the next date if you're not texting? I, if it says if it's between uh, dates, in my mind, 
you went on a date and you have another date planned. You're right. You're right. Yeah. And here's what I've been trying to convince myself of is think about the in-person interactions and that they are showing an effort to see you again. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. if the date went well and you have another date planned, that matters more than the texting that happens in between. Because absolutely, because you both agreed to see each other again. So maybe they are not a good texter or not a big texter. Even if you are, don't focus on the fact that there's little to no texting. Mm -hmm. Just focus on the fact that the date was great and there is another one planned. Because that, at the end of the day, is what matters. 100% agree. And don't rely too heavily on your text thread committee. Uh, as you guys know, by this point, Ken into the show is that you want to be your authentic self. You don't yeah. want to rely on like your friends to help you text because they're going to the person on the receiving end is going to perhaps fall in love with the version of your friends and not you mm-hmm. yeah. through a phone screen. And as we are talking about all of this lovely texting anxiety that we experience, I have to give a very quick shout out to our sponsor, Mindset Wellness CBD and these calm gummies that have become my saving grace and are probably the reason that things are going well right now for me. But um, seriously, like if you are ever stressed or feeling really anxious, these calm gummies just help you kind of recenter and like just re-center yourself and not be distracted by all these things that were making you anxious. So if someone's not texting you back or if you're not sure how you thought the date went, just like pop a gummy, it tastes good and you'll start to relax a little and just feel more calm and more like right with what you need to be feeling and thinking so love them they taste amazing they are great we i would love for you to try them because they really have helped jonah and i highly highly recommend so head to mindsetwellnesscbd.com and if you use code seeing other people at checkout you get 10 percent off and free shipping raise your hand if you have dating anxiety all right all right i know that everyone has their hands up and i get it I had debilitating anxiety when I was single. And even when I first started dating Jake, I kept waiting for the other shoe to drop. And I know that is not a good way to feel and that is not a fun way to date. And I get it. It can be hard to find an anxiety relief tactic that works for you. That's why I'm so excited to introduce you to a new one that has helped me dramatically with my wedding and work stress and anxiety over the last few months. And trust me, there's been a lot of it. Sunset Lake CBD is an amazing company that not only has helped me feel so much better, but they also have a really cool history and mission. Sunset Lake CBD is a majority employee-owned hemp farm located right outside of Burlington, Vermont. As farmers, they believe in providing only top-shelf CBD and hemp products at fair prices. So they cut out the middlemen and they ship their CBD straight from their farm to your door, which means that their CBD is affordable and trusted because CBD and anxiety relief can help everyone and they want it to be accessible to anyone. Trust me when I say that when I'm stressed or anxious, my sleep is the first thing to go. But despite everything I have going on right now, I've been taking a sleep gummy before bed and my sleep scores on my aura ring have been through the roof. Plus, I'm finding myself relaxing more at night and being able to turn off my work brain and my anxiety with the help of their CBD gummy bears and reishi infused chews. Whether you want to sleep better, relax better, focus better, recover better, or anything in between, Sunset Lake CBD has something for everyone. So check them out today at sunsetlakecbd.com and use code SOP for 20% off your order. That's code SOP for 20% off farmer-owned, Vermont-grown Sunset Lake CBD. Do you feel like you're at a crossroads in your love life? 
Maybe you're in the thick of modern dating or you're wondering if the person you're with is your person. Whatever your situation, I have the perfect podcast for you. It's called Dateable, your insider's look into modern dating, hosted by Julie Krafchick and Yue Shu. They talk about it all, from why you're choosing the wrong partner and how to stop, to how to actually go from matching on the app to getting on a date, to securing your anxious attachment and everything in between. Julie and Yue have been on Seeing Other People, and I've been a guest on their podcast too, so if you're looking for a great starting point, check out my episode of Dateable, Season 15, Episode 10, Is It Chemistry or Anxiety? Guys, this podcast is incredibly relatable, insightful, and oftentimes hilarious. Wherever you start, Dateable will help you feel inspired to date differently and create a love life that works for you. You can subscribe and listen to episodes on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts every Wednesday and Sunday. So check out Dateable and thank me later. Back to the episode. One of the things you guys, shout out to our Patreon fam um, for supporting us. We and love of course, you. You guys can all, if you're listening, I would love to have you guys check that out. Check out our bonus episodes of the week. Um, you guys wrote into us that the first message is the hardest. And it's the first few messages in a text that seem to be the most difficult and challenging. I, I totally get that. Um, I have a couple ways of like just getting into it with texting that I've also found to be great. Um, one is, well, I usually say, hey, it's maybe Jonah. Um, which is like the joke of basically like when you pop up on someone's phone is like maybe something. Um, but I also like to be like, so like just talk like it's just, just it's it doesn't need to be a big deal. It's very casual. How's your day going? What are you up to so far? Here's a picture of my dog. I will often mm-hmm. send a picture of Birdie. Um, and I'll say, let me know if you want more or less Birdie pics. Um, and that's my happy spot. That's my style. Um, if you guys want me to send you some birdie pics that you then send to your dates, happy to do that. Alana, <laughs> what do you do? I love that. Yeah. I mean, well, we also have to differentiate like first text, like when you move to text or also first text on the app. Um, ah, right. True. I'm going to bring it back to the app first. And so the first message, yeah, it is hard. However, I think the best thing you can do, and I, I know this is also proven by a lot of research that different dating apps have done, but the best thing you can do is like really focus on on what they put in their profile and what they're telling you about themselves and just create a short but thoughtful message that shows them that like you are interested in something that they told you about them from their mm-hmm. profile and um and go from there you don't have to like plan you don't have to spend an hour thinking about it just be like okay like they talked about how they love going to like they can't wait for comedy shows to be live again once things open up you can be like, wow, I've missed comedy shows so much. Like, what's your favorite spot to go to in the city to see them? Um, you could do something like that. If they have a picture of their dog, ask them about their dog people, or like their cat. Ask them about their cat. What's your dog's name? What's your cat's name? Like anything like that, just to show a little bit of interest and not come off too strong, I think is great. Good. Yeah, that's good advice. Yeah. And then um, moving from the app to texting, I would just say like, by the way, like I don't check this that often. Would love to get drink, like plan drinks or something. Here's my number. Text me so it'll be easier. Or what's your number? I'd love to text you and plan a time to grab a drink. It, it's simple. And I think the sooner you can get to that number exchange, the sooner you can get to that planning your date, the better off you'll be. I would also encourage you guys to go listen to episode four, which is the dating app episode where we give in-depth answers on all these questions pertaining to dating. Because I actually don't, in my book, dating 
app messaging and texting are not the same. It's a different mm-hmm. language, different dialect, different yeah. um, different verb conjugation. You know, nosotros, vosotros only in <laughs> Spain. And then ustedes, this is yeah. the vosotros form. Only used in yeah. Spain, only used on the apps. Um, One last thing I'll say, Spanish though, class. before, before we switch gears is yeah. I know some people have reached out to us and asked, like, what do I do if they ask for my number? But I don't necessarily feel comfortable giving someone my number yet. And I want to keep things on the app. Well, what I would say to that is if you want to wait until you meet them in person before giving them their number, your number, I would just say, like, I'd prefer to stay on the app before giving you my number. But why don't we plan a date here? Here's something disrespectful I'm going to say. If someone says that to me, I'm not going to, I'm not going to go out with them. How come? Because I don't think one, everyone's, I understand keeping privacy and we, I, everyone should have that level of control and privacy. What's someone going to do with your phone number? And to me, it's like, if someone's like got that big of a trust thing digitally, then that's just not someone I'm going to mesh with. My life's on the internet, you know? And so I have no problem putting myself out there in that way. And I don't see the connection. Like if you don't want your stuff on the internet, don't sign up for a dating app and don't be on Facebook or Instagram. And I'm just like, what is this? I, and I understand, I, but here's the thing. I'm saying this and I'm like, oh, there's a lot of creepy people out there who could maybe figure out what to do with your phone number. Um, I guess like, yeah, if their first message is, hey, here's my number, that's sketch. Um, but like, if it's like one or four messages, like, and they're like, no, I'm like, well, then maybe there's a trust issue here thing. And I don't know if we're going to get along well. But again, at the same time, I want to make sure everyone knows. I am realizing there's some sketchy people out there. Don't do the Snapchat thing. Let's just get that out of the way. If someone asks yeah, for your that. snap, run. Bye. Um, bye bye. <laughs> anyway. To wrap up texts. Lana, closing statement. Okay, so here's my whole philosophy on texting. And I think what we all could try and like actionably do to make the whole texting situation a little better. Just be upfront about your texting style. If you are a big texter, say that. Just be like, I'm, and it can be over texter in person. Like, it could be like, I'm a big texter. Like, let me know if you, if like you're busy or like don't text that much, happy to like tone it down. I think that's totally fair to say. Or I'm not a big texter, but I'd love to plan a date. Great, done. Or like, I've also been in situations where like I'm a big texter and the guy isn't. And I've said to them, like, I have said, like, I feel like I annoy you with my text sometimes. Like, I know you're not that big of a texter. And I know that I am. And they're like, oh, like, if you want me to text you more, like, I can do that. And that shows me that, like, they actually are invested and they care. Or, like, they will send me that, like, hey, I'm really busy today. But, like, I can't wait to see you tomorrow text. Um, And I think if you're just open and upfront about it and you can meet each other halfway, I think everything will be so much easier. And like I said, focus on what's happening on the dates and in real life and the fact that there is a date planned rather than the amount of texting that goes on in between. 100% agree. All right. 100% agree. Let's answer some questions. questions. Dun, dun, dun. And as always, um, we prioritize our Patreon questions. But if you do have questions, definitely hit us up, seeingotherpeoplepodcast at gmail.com and we will put them in the queue. Question number one, what are your thoughts on paid features on dating apps? What is the best way to approach them? Do you think it's an investment or in something important or is it a bit like gambling and feeling bad after? 
Uh, some have are really effective, but I can't help but question it sometimes. Um, well, first, the non-dating app expert, Jonah, will start, and then we'll get to the dating app former employee who's an expert. Save your money. Sign up for our $50 uh, profile and dating life boot camp one time, and we will help you more than that paid feature will help you because I promise you what you're not looking for is that magical person who you think deserves a rose or those five more swipes. It's probably more of a fundamental um, thing that we can discover together and help you with. So that's my answer. (laughs) Yeah, I think definitely before you debate whether or not to pay for an upgrade, I think it's really important to make sure that you're putting your best foot forward on your profile and you're really putting thought into showing off who you are and thoughtfully and intentionally sending likes and messages and and comments to people. Um, I do think that there are there are pros and cons, I think, to the paid features of apps. Um, Most of them allow you to see an infinite or like an infinite number of people a day. That's great. However, that ends up leading to a whole nother slew of problems where there are too many options and you're not being thoughtful and you might just go on a liking rampage and like 25 people at once or 50 people at once. And then you might end up having too many options. Or if you don't get those likes back, then you're going to end up feeling really bad about yourself. Um, I also Hmm. think that, yeah, like if you pay for it and it doesn't pay off, then you're going to be like, wow, I even paid for it and it didn't work for me. Like, here's the thing is like, I've been on dating apps for so long and like I've, I've gone on, I've matched with so many people who I've gone on dates with and it hasn't worked out. So it's like, you can't put everything, don't put all of your confidence and all of the fact of like, Oh, like I'm dateable. I'm worthy of someone's love, like on whether or not somebody is matching with you on a dating app. So I just want to put that out there. Um, But I, one of the things I like about the free features of the dating apps is that dating apps make it so that you can succeed from what they offer you in the free feature. And I think that the fact that it's a little bit limiting, I think that that that's a good thing because you're seeing fewer people. So you're being really thoughtful with the likes you're sending or that one rose a day that you're sending. You are not overwhelming yourself. There's not that massive, massive paradox of choice issue that we run into. So I think I think it depends. I also think like try it out if you're curious. It's not it's not forever. Like you can subscribe for a month and I've done it. I've paid for dating apps and I'm like, you know what? This is the cost of like two drinks in New York City. It's worth it to me. And I've done it. Did it work for me? Not necessarily, but that's that's my thought. I don't buy it. It's a game. They want your money. They're just gonna they just it's gamified. Apps are they just it's stupid. It's yeah, it is at, gambling. At the end it of the is day, gambling. Do, do remember that dating apps are a business. So they do put some features behind a paywall because they are trying to get your money. But those features could help you. We don't need more likes. We need to know what we want in mm-hmm. love. True. And what love wants in us. Next. All right. Timelines. Can you give me some ideas on how to know, how to somewhat know when to make things official or serious or knowing if you might be moving too fast or even too slow? So for this one, I'll start by saying every situation is different. I will also start by saying that over the last year, (laughs) relationships have moved very quickly and things have been sped up in COVID from 
that point of matching on an app to getting into a relationship or being in a relationship and suddenly deciding to move in together, get a dog together, put a ring on it. There are a lot of things that are happening way faster than normal because of COVID. Not to say there's anything wrong with that because there's not. But I do think it's situational. I think you'll know when you feel comfortable enough with someone. Like for me, in, in the, with the guy that I'm dating right now, like I at first was like, no, like I don't know if I'm necessarily like ready to be exclusive. Like I still, maybe I still want to see what's out there. I don't know. I'm not actively searching. But if someone came to me and I was like interested, then yeah, it's still a little early on with him. So why not? But then as time went on, I was like, you know what? No, like I do want to see this thing through. And I texted guys that I was talking to and said like, hey, I like, I really was looking forward to drinks. But to be honest, I met someone and it's going well so far and I want to see it through. And I'm really sorry the time didn't work out here, but I appreciate like getting to know each other to the extent that we did. And that was a sign to me that I was ready to like make things exclusive. And um, I think exclusivity, and this is something that I've always debated and sorry, I'm going on a rant here, but until very recently, I thought there was no difference between being exclusive and being boyfriend, girlfriend in a relationship. And I've recently changed my mind about that. And that's because when me and this guy became exclusive, I was like, yes, that makes sense. I do not want to see other people. I am not seeing other people. He is apparently not seeing other people and does not want to see other people. So that's great. We know where we stand. And we know that we're both committing to each other in a way that we want to see where this can go and see it through. But at that time, was I ready for him to be my boyfriend? No, there was a lot we didn't know about each other. We weren't at that level yet. There were a lot of things we hadn't like opened up about. Was I 110% comfortable with him yet? No. And I think I've learned that deciding to be in a relationship with someone is way more than just like, they're the only person you're dating. It's like, uh, knowing that you want to commit to taking on their emotional, like their emotions. And, and if they're having a bad day, like you are going to be there to make it better. If they're having a good day, you're going to be a, like, you want to be a part of that and vice versa. Like if you need someone there, you know that they're going to be there and you, they're the person you want to be there. And I think it's a lot more than just being exclusive. So I think, you know, when you start to feel ready for those things and if you're not ready, that's okay. And I think you just have to go at your own pace and there's really no like, Oh, after six dates, you can be exclusive after 10 dates, you can be in a relationship. You know, that's not real. Joni, you're laughing. What's up? Is it because I'm going on a rant? You just talked for six minutes. What? 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 I mean, uh, yeah, no, it, it's all very good stuff, by the way. I'm just like, okay, I'm, you know, that, uh, I, we, <laughs> nothing. I'm sorry. That's mean. I, everything you said is incredibly valid and true. And I like that you're speaking from your heart. Um, I, and commend you on that. I, I don't really know what to say. I was just like, that was a lot of, wa- that was a lot of words. I think, right. um, <laughs> I'm going to give a, a slightly more practical answer than like uh, it'll happen when it's, it'll happen because I don't know if that's actually helpful. Like it's nice to hear the example, and I'm curious of more of the micro details in terms of what happened with you and this person. Was someone moving? Was somebody? Did you have? Is it because you had other dates lined up and you felt weird about those that this sparked the conversation? Like I think there's more specific things that we can hunt into, and maybe it's its own episode. But mm-hmm. my practical advice is three dates in have a micro check-in, micro check-in. We've talked about this on the show, that thing where you're like, hi, 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 how are you doing here? You having a nice time? Like, do you like me? I like you. Cool. We both like each other. Cool. Uh, you know, are you going on other dates? And that's not a crazy question to ask. Um, 
And then judge from that six dates in now we're three, you know, a couple of weeks later, you still having fun. Great. I'm having fun too. Should we just start only seeing each other? Yeah. Okay. That's cool. Then you're exclusive. Completely valid point you made. Exclusivity and being in a relationship, two different things, which by the way, listeners, Alana, a couple of weeks ago felt differently and a lot of cool, interesting growth that we've seen happen as well the show mm-hmm. now understanding that difference. And then you're 12 weeks in. Hey, I want you to be part of my life. Now you're in a relationship. But it's these little micro check-ins that's chipping away at this answer. So it doesn't need to be this big, what are we conversation? No, um, it shouldn't the, be. The longer and chiller it is, the better it is. Moving yeah. on to our final question. I'll, I'll to ask get some, the question. I'll let you answer it. I'll take no, a break. No, no, no. We both answer it. Um, I'd love to get some tips on the best way to go about asking friends, family to introduce me to someone they think I might be interested in. I don't want to come off as desperate. Ask them. You're not going to come off as desperate. Everyone's desperate. Everyone wants love. No one wants to die alone. And I think there's nothing wrong with saying, hey, I think I'd be great with Asperger's. Can you make an intro? Yeah. Also, like props to you for wanting to go ask family and friends. I really think that's the best way to meet people. And I think if you are worried about coming off as desperate, just say like, I'm sick of dating apps, but I still want to be putting myself out there. Like if you know someone or know someone who might know someone that could be a good match for me, let me know. Yeah, you could even go so far as to like say, um, say I'll send you a picture and like a little blurb about myself. I'm in I'm in yeah. a Facebook group that where people talk about like dating things, and I saw somebody got business cards of with like a mini dating profile printed on Love them, that. which I thought was hilarious, and Love I think that. that's fucking awesome. You can just go like give it to someone, you know. So I think I think it's a great way to meet people, and I think absolutely just just let them know. Like, does it say I'm single on it? Does it say like I'm single on the dating? I, I think so. Business card. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, what is it of? It's a headshot? It was like a photo of them, a few of their interests, how to okay. get in contact with them. Funny. Yeah. Um, listeners, we appreciate you guys supporting us, listening to us. Obviously, uh, check out the Patreon for bonus materials um, and go give us a nice comment and rating. We really appreciate that. And we'll see you guys next Tuesday. Yeah, we will. People. We'll see you on Thursday first. And, and then Thursday. Tuesday. True. That's true. And, that... and over the weekend if you're a patron. That's right. And as always, please, please, please send to a friend. We love our community so much and, and we want to keep it growing so we can keep helping more people and talking to more of you. And, and we really just appreciate you hanging out with us. And hopefully this was helpful. Thanks, team. We'll talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. Mads, I am obsessed with our brand pillars. You mean vagina sweat, good branding, and being Jewish blooded queens, Scout? Uh, sure, but not quite. I love that OKSIS podcast and our sisterhood is made up of women who are down for main character energy only, who take care of their mental health, and who are standing in their personal power as entrepreneurs. Oh, yeah, that too, Scout, that too. We should probably introduce ourselves. Hello, everyone. I am Mads. And I am Scout. And we are Sisters IRL. Join us on OKSIS Podcast every Monday for some sisterly banter, nourishing mental health, a whole lot of silliness, and inspiring interviews from the raddest female guests in the game. We promise it'll be a good time. As long as you don't get too loud, Mads. Welcome to the sisterhood!